Well, we're excited to hear the word of the Lord that Pastor Alex, our youth pastor, our leads worship. He does King's School of Ministry, for those of you who don't know. And him and his wife are wonderful. All right. Come on up, Pastor Alex. Is it okay if I come down here? Cool. You guys doing good? Is it a good Wednesday? Is the sun still out? Yeah? It's been beautiful lately. Is it early that it's getting... You know, I've only been here for a couple years, so... You know what it means when the, the leaves start opening up, right? It's time to fish. That's right. Come on. It's time to fish. Praise the Lord. Well, um... As Pastor Karen said, I'm the youth pastor here. Um, An amazing privilege to pastor your young people, and um, I consider it an honor and a privilege. And uh, it's good to be with you guys tonight. I would would be lying if I didn't, you know, tell you the truth. My heart is half upstairs. I want to be with them, Um, but I'm excited to be here tonight. I got a word for you. Are you ready? All right. Turn to John chapter 20, and if you would stand for the reading of the word, it's customary here. John chapter 20 and verse 24, reading out of the New King James Version. I am so thrilled. My wife is coming home tomorrow morning. She gets in at 5 a.m. She's been gone for two weeks. My goodness. Some of you guys know exactly what that's like. I don't like it. Missing my daughter, too. John chapter 20. And verse 24. Let's read together. Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails... And put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Somebody say, yikes. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside. Some versions say the door was locked. And Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Now you got to understand, either Jesus is an amazing lock picker or um, he went through the wall. Either way, it's amazing. He says, peace to you. I think I'd be scared. Verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but Believing, And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Turn with me real quickly to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. And then you can flip back to John 20 and just park there for a little bit. 
Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seven says this, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Would you read that with me? For we walk by faith and not by sight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. It is a lamp to our feet and light upon our path. I thank you, God, for the privilege to be able to share the word tonight and to um, just hang out with uh, these precious people, Lord, my family. I thank you, God, that you are using um, us to affect this community for your glory. May we be hearers of your word, but also doers. I pray, Lord, that any apathy or lethargy would just shake off of us tonight. Lord, that we would begin to walk in fervency before you, letting the word take root in us, that we'd write it upon our heart, we'd bind it around our neck, we'd tie it around our fingers, God, that we would begin to walk and know your word that we'd not depart from your way, Lord. Lead us by your spirit, that we'd not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we thank you tonight, God. Speak to us. Come on, ask the Lord to speak to you tonight. tonight. God, speak to us. We want to hear your word tonight. Every individual person tonight. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. You may be seated. I had a cousin. Actually, I still have a cousin. He's still alive. Uh, but I have a cousin. His name is uh, Billy Joe Betzel III. He lives in Texas. Praise the Lord for them thirds and for the Billy Joes. Um, but uh, he uh, used to live in Maui. He moved to Maui from Texas, and uh, he came and hung out with us for a couple of years. And I was, um, for many, many of you know that I, when I was growing up, I just was not the thinnest, healthiest person. I had a very challenge with my, uh, a very big challenge with my weight. And, uh, and I still have to make sure we stay healthy, right? Um, but I had a, a major challenge with my weight. But my, my cousin, Billy Joe, um, he, like, lost, like, 120 pounds. He was, like, my idol. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know how you're young and you're, you know, you're kind of figuring things out. And you, you just find somebody to latch on to. Well, I mean, he was, like, goodness, 10 years older than me. But I just latched on to him because I was so inspired by his life. Well, man, I, I got introduced to, like smart eating and exercise and like wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and I don't suggest you wear Abercrombie and Fitch not that it's bad but you know they do have male models outside of their stores with their shirts off just to get you to go inside anyway um, I just idolized my cousin Billy he was awesome he was my he was my bud I loved the music he listened to I, I just I loved I loved him and 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 I wanted to be like him I, I wanted to wear the cologne he wore I wanted to dress just like him and therefore I tried didn't work out so well but I tried and that's what's important and um, there was one summer where I, I got to actually hang out with him in Texas and we went to Six Flags anybody know what Six Flags is anybody enjoy Six Flags come on um, some of you are like, I really don't like heights. Um, I like heights and fast stuff. Um, and so we went to Six Flags, and, and it's, a, it's a roller coaster park. And I'm with my cousin Billy, and we're just having an amazing, amazing time. Just amazing. It's so much fun. But I hadn't really been on many roller coasters before. Anybody ever been on a roller coaster before? How many guys have not been on a roller coaster? Okay. So roller coasters are intense, man. They are intense. Sometimes, you know, you just go straight up. You feel like you have no control of your body. You know, like the skin on your face is going in 10 different directions. You know, certain things are just, they're just amazing. But I remember this one time I was at Six Flags with my cousin who I idolized, man. And um, 
he was just a fun guy. And we got on the roller coaster. And I mean, I was, I, it's one of those ones where you're sitting in the seat and it's strapped you in really tight and your legs are dangling. You guys know what I'm talking about? Your legs are dangling and it's just scary. I'm getting afraid. My heart's starting to pump and I'm like, what did I get myself into? And, uh, and, and I was like, dude, I don't know about this. He's like, no, it's going to be awesome. He's, it's going to be awesome. Just, just, just watch, you know, let, let's just, it's going to be fun. So we go on, and I think it was like called Batman or something like that. It was awesome, but I was scared. But one thing I noticed about my cousin Billy is that during the whole roller coaster, when the really intense parts come, you know, you got the, you got the ascent, right? You're like, and you're like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? You know, and 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 we, you know, you launch down, you're going for it, and all I noticed something. My cousin, whom I idolized, the kid is screaming like a girl, man. And I. You know, I'm, I'm just like trying to hold myself together. And I'm hearing this guy screaming like my little sister, you know. Oh, what's going on here? We get done with the roller coaster. And I'm like, what? What are you? You're screaming, man. What's going on? He's like, I know. It's the key, man. When you get scared, you scream like a girl. <laughs> so I tried it out. And it is awesome. It is awesome. You scream like a, you get on a roller coaster. And if you have not tried it, some of you guys, it just comes naturally, okay? You're just, ah! It just happens. But, you know, for some of us, we really got to work at it. But it like, releases something. I don't know. It just makes it more fun. It just makes it more exciting. Something about it. I don't know. That and vomit would probably be at the top. But, you know, just more fun. You know, it kind of reminds me of Sandlot a little bit. Anyway, how many guys know that uh, that, that life can be like a roller coaster sometimes and circumstances that we go through can be major ups and major downs. Some of us are like, man, I just, I'm mostly down. <laughs> but, I mean, sometimes it just feels like, you know, we're going through a roller coaster and that's the way life can be. But the thing I want to talk to us tonight uh, about and, and really uh, the title of our message is our constant, and I don't want to talk about faith tonight, because no matter how the circumstances of life may be taking us up and down, up and down, confusing, foggy, yet cl- cr- then crystal clear, it can take us up and down. Though life may be that way, our constant is our faith in God, and that's what must stay true. No matter what happens in our life, no matter what takes place, whether it's you know, things that we did or things that were out of our control, we must constantly have the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that he's going to bring us through to the other side. He's going to keep us, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us, that he'll be our guiding light. No matter if things are confusing or, or things make sense, we can still have faith in God. We can still walk through those times of ups and downs. And if you have not experienced the ups and downs, just wait. Praise the Lord. It's awesome. But, you know, awesome as in it's not really that awesome. But you guys get the, uh, get the picture. God teaches us to walk by faith so that when circumstances come, we can stay constant and believe in, and trust in him, knowing that he's got us, right? That he's got us. And I, re- I remember when I first got saved, I mean, fr- faith was just so fresh. It, w- it was so fresh. When I... When I when I got saved, it was like, man, God's just got everything under control. I mean, there's nothing you could do to harm my, you know, um, 
I don't know, my, my encouragement, my, my, my drive. You, anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't know how it was for you when I got saved, but I was, you know, you heard me say this before. But I was just high as a kite, man. I just wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. I mean, like my, my, my dog could die and it'd be like, oh, it's awesome. You know, it's just, everything was awesome. Uh, uh, I don't know why that is. You know, you, you see people who just get saved. It's like, man, that they see the circumstances of life. There's like a big wall built up against them. And all they want to do is just run headfirst into it and get to the other side. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's almost like, it's like you sit back and you watch someone like that. And you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know if this is going to work out. Does he really know what he's doing there? It's like a, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a, a big guy going to jump on a, a, a little diving board and you're like, oh my goodness, is this really going to work out? And then he actually executes the dive and you're like, wow, that was the Lord. It's, it's just like, is this really going to work? I mean, you know, but something happened to where we were in that place of faith where we knew everything was going to work out and that God had everything under control and we could trust in Him no matter what the circumstances around us were, were, were forming our life or, or doing things in our life. No matter what they were, we could have trust in the Lord and know that He was going to bring us to the other side. But somehow over time, it was like things kind of faded away. It was like the road of life made us weary and, and kind of wears on you a little bit. And, and sometimes we just think, you know, if I really go up to the front for prayer for healing, you know, I mean, I've been up there 25 times already and nothing's happened. Is it really going to happen this time? And that's, that's not where we need to be. That though we don't get healed the first time doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for you. Doesn't mean that we can't have faith in the Lord and know that at some point in his timing, who knows? I mean, I don't have everything. Anybody got it figured out? Can you lay hands on me? Just lay hands on me. Because I don't have everything figured out. I'm just trusting that God knows. I'm just trusting that God's going to bring me through the other side. That though something attacks my body or something comes against my family, something happens. I know that my constant is that I must trust in the Lord. I must continue to walk and believe that God is going to do something in my life. And so I think it comes down to really having childlike faith, knowing that dad says it's going to happen. It's going to happen. In my timing, maybe not. God's timing is not our timing. So the, the roads of life sometimes wear us down. And we, we sometimes go from a guy who, who knows Jesus is going to show up to like Thomas saying, I'll believe it when I see it. I believe that I'll be healed when I see it. I believe that God's going to give me favor in my job when I see it. I believe that my family member is going to get saved when I see it. Instead of constantly knowing that we can't, we can't really operate by the circumstances that are hitting us. We have to operate in faith and trust in the Lord. It's our, it's our constant. It's our constant. You might say, I, I feel so far from God. Where's my inspiration? Where's my passion? Where's my, where's my drive? Where's the, where's the Holy Ghost move in my life? Where's that, 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 that thing that I had before that was I wake up in the morning, I'm so stoked on life. No one can, no one can rip that away from me. But somehow through the, the times of life, it just kind of wore off. Where, where, is that, where is that moment? I feel so far from God. May I submit to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that the walk of faith really begins when it seems like Jesus is nowhere to be found. The walk of faith 
begins when you feel like you're alone. It's easy to trust in Jesus when you can see him moving. It's easy to trust in Jesus when you can see the waters parting. But when the body of waters is standing in front of you and nothing's happening, do you still trust with the same level of faith? Do you still trust? trust it? it's, it's the moment where you don't see Jesus is the moment where it's really a walk of faith. It's not that he's not there. You just don't see him. Anybody hearing me tonight? That in the moment that you don't feel passionate, inspired, or healed, that's the exact moment that Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians when he says that we walk by faith and not by what we see. We walk by faith even though we don't see our family member being saved. We trust that God is working in ways that we don't understand that he's bringing about in ways that maybe we didn't think it would happen. And I, and I think along, along with, with trusting even in the, the moments of difficulty, I'm not saying you don't have faith when you're in a moment that, that's not difficult, but I am saying that your faith is really tested in those moments where it's difficult. But I think even in the moments that are, that are difficult, the moments where we're not feeling inspired, and I, I just tell you about inspiration. Um, there's times where I feel inspired to preach and there's times where I don't. There's times where I feel inspired to get up in the morning and there's times where I don't. Come on, somebody. There's times where I feel like witnessing and there's times where I don't. There's times where I, um, where I, I don't mind taking it on the other cheek but there's times where I just want to stick my fist in my pocket and love on the person. And I think in the, the moments of difficulty is where we have to remember not to try and rely on our own strength, on our own ability. A person relying on their own their own strength will be ineffective in the kingdom. And the reason for that is because it takes, it takes supernatural ability to fulfill a supernatural cause. And that only comes from a supernatural God. It is not by your own ability that things are accomplished. It's, it's by God. And our faith and our trust in him are so, so intertwined Psalms chapter 118 and verse 14 says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He's my strength and my defense. In the moments where I feel weak, where I just don't, man, just don't feel like getting up in the morning. I just don't feel like going to work and having a good attitude. Come on, somebody. When everybody else is treating me like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically because no, no one around this staff has a bad attitude ever. I'm the one with the bad attitude. I think, I, I feel like I'm the one with the bad, don't laugh. That's not funny. You know, it, and it takes, okay, I'm going to put a smile on my face. I'm going to walk in here. And I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that when we decide that, that we're not going to walk according to our feelings, that that's faking it. That, I think it's faith, faithing it. 
Most people, um, I, I, I make light of it and I joke around about it. I mean, but there, there's times in my life where I've been led by my feelings and emotions. There's times where I've let my emotions get the best of me. There's times where I just straight don't understand my emotions. Okay, am I the only one? All right. I just don't understand my emotions. And, and honestly, I, I, I like to make light of it, but sometimes we have like a Disney perspective, you know, just, I don't feel comfortable where I am and I want to be where the people are. I can show you the world. Oh, show me. Yes. Cause I hate where I am. Show me over and under on a magic carpet. I can show you the world. Beauty and the beast. Sometimes we are just led by our emotions and your emotions will deceive you, ladies and gentlemen. It is not our emotions and our feelings that can guide us because sometimes that's the stinking storm, man. And I'm not just talking about women in menopause, you know, I'm not, I'm talking about a 27 year, I am not preaching about nobody tonight, okay? Just take it easy. I did not bring up menopause to throw myself underneath the ground, okay? That's not what I meant. But as a 27 year old, I'm like, my goodness, man, you just get a grip of yourself. Anybody with me? I'm just like, dear Lord. You need Jesus. That's right. I need Jesus. Jesus, help me. I feel like a woman in menopause. You know what I'm saying? That's weird. I'm sorry. That's weird. That's weird. Can we edit that, please? (laughs) Don't let Pastor Daniel see that. Please don't let him see that. The Lord is our strength and our defense. No matter what we go through, I mean, we make light of it, you know, but the moment you're in it, you're like, You just want to, you know, you just squirming. You're just squirming. Just, Lord, help me. And that's exactly who you need to help you. That's exactly it. Don't put your faith in yourself. You will deceive yourself. Don't look to your own wisdom, man. Look to the wisdom and the word of God. I mean, I mean, obviously the wisdom and the word of God becomes our wisdom, but you cannot be led by yourself because it will lead you off a cliff, man. Jesus, help us. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. The writer here says he has become my salvation. Meaning that it was a process for him to understand and trust in the Lord. Sometimes we just, man, we just gotta, we just gotta, man, I just gotta have 100% faith today. And that's just, man, if I don't have 100% faith, then I'm just, I'm out. You know what? Sometimes you just gotta tell yourself you're gonna make it. Sometimes you just need to tell yourself it's going to happen. Get out of bed. You're going to do this. Get out of bed. Menopause, I rebuke you. No. 
get out of bed, put the, you need to smile, man. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Look at those wrinkles. Oh my goodness. Smile. I'm like, I, I'm talking about myself. I was looking in the mirror the other, I'm like, 27, what is this? What? You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta step out. You gotta get yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep on moving, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm just talking to myself. I gotta get up and keep on moving because I just wanna lay in bed and eat chocolate and watch Sleepless in Seattle or something. But no matter what's happening through the ups and the downs, we have to have a constant. And that's our faith in Jesus, knowing that no matter what comes, whether it's an amazing time, things are happening great. I just got a raise. I just got this. I just got that. This is happening. I feel great, man. I'm full of joy. Or whether you're not, you're in like, dear God, I feel like I'm in despair right now. I feel like there's a cloud. I can't even think straight. I just got mad at that person. I just got mad at that person. What is going on? Jesus, help me. And that's exactly where you should turn to Jesus because our one constant must be faith in Jesus must be knowing that he is our source that he is our strength in our devotion we find strength in him it's not some it's not some chocolate bar man it's Jesus I love chocolate too much all right God's speaking to us tonight The first thing is that we need to have childlike faith. That what dad says is going to happen, it's going to happen. When he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. I'm standing in faith believing that my family is going to be saved because I was told that they're going to be saved. Do I wish it was last year? Yes. Do I wish it was today? Yes. But whether it happens today or not... I still have to trust that dad knows best and that he's going to take care of it. That that thing that I've been believing for, that I know he spoke to me, he's going to do, it's going to come about. Although it looks opposite. It looks opposite right now. It looks like nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. We have to f- have childlike faith. The second thing is, Minister Micah, if you come. The second thing is we need to seek Jesus for faith. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Um, you know, inspiration is great. Um, feeling high in, high in life and, and just walking in joy is great, you know. Um, but we have, to, we have to, you know, not to seek those things, but seek the person who gives us those things. Seek Jesus. I think, I think sometimes we, we, can, we can look, man, God so much we, we, we want to have an open heaven over our life and we want things just to be skipping through daisies with a big lollipop but the truth is is if you seek those things you're going to not get it but if you seek Jesus he's going to surprise you with those things he's going to show up and, and be like you weren't looking for it but here it is and I think in my own life I feel like the reason that I don't get those surprises um, is because the Lord knows that if I was to get it in my timing, I would be led away from him. But he waits and he knows that 
when we're safe and we can handle it, he lets us walk into those moments of great inspiration and great breakthrough, and he knows we can handle it. The third thing is, don't let circumstances of life dictate your faith. One thing's for sure that life will throw you some ups and some downs, but may your faith stay constant. John 20, 29, and we read it. It says, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. Have not seen, yet they still believe. God, help us to have faith. Come on, would you stand your feet all across this place? Come on, just lift your hands to heaven and ask the Lord for faith tonight. God, we need faith. Lord, in, in our own abilities, and our own distractions, and our own things that are, that are whirling around in our world, God, we, we just need faith, Lord, to trust in you. We, we, we need faith, Lord, to keep our eye on the prize, to, to keep on putting our, our, our one foot in front of the other, Lord. And even when we don't feel inspired to have faith, Lord, we put our, we put our feet in motion. We put our actions in motion, knowing that you will show up. You will do it. And Lord, we know, we know you've done it before. You'll do it again. You've done it before. You will do it again. We easily forget. We go through, through life and we, we just it just wears on us, Lord. But today we make a fresh commitment, Lord, to not go by our feelings, go by our emotions, or be led by the ups and downs of circumstances. But Lord, we trust in you. We look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, knowing that you will bring us through the other side. You will bring us through the other side. We trust in you tonight. Jesus, forgive us for our unbelief. Forgive us when we sought other things, when we should have been seeking you. The one who gives us those other things. Jesus, we need faith, Lord. We need faith. Your faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we've heard this word tonight, may we have response in our life. May we have a difference in our life. May we walk away from this place knowing that we can trust in you. That we can see like the servant, and I think it's Elisha. Take a look at the army. I don't see it. Take a look again, and there is a vast army. For there are more that are for us than are against us. Give us eyes of faith. Give us passion for pursuit of you. Give us a, a, a steadfast devotion. If you've just been struggling with a lack of faith, maybe even doubt in your mind, or you've just been feeling like in a place of despair, just lift your hands to heaven right now. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray right now that you would begin to flood these people tonight. Lord, just a refreshing and a renewing blow over their lives. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every assignment of the enemy to distract, to hinder. I sever your tie tonight in the name of Jesus. I speak peace. I speak joy.
despair lifted tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, joy would return. Peace would return to homes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost all across this place, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. I just see the I just see the Holy Spirit guiding you and leading you. I just see that there is a there is a calling on your life. The Lord has something specific that he's even unfolding to you. Even even in the last few days, he's begin to just unfold something. He's walking you right into a place of joy and peace that you have not felt in a long time. You have longed for just a freedom and ability to express yourself without feeling the hindrance that someone else is watching and the Lord is bringing you into a season where you're just going to you're just going to dance. You're just going to be a person of joy and you're not going to let any anybody damper that because the Lord is restoring even identity. He's bringing you to a place where you know who you are because you know who God how God thinks about you. You know how God views you and it's going to bring a confidence. Lord, I just thank you tonight. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for fresh joy tonight. Where circumstances just wore people down tonight, I pray for joy. If you need joy in your life, just slip your hands up to heaven. God, I just pray for joy. Joy, joy to flow, to flow in their lives, God. I thank you for joy, joy to come, every hindrance of joy be removed in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. The dams that have held the water for so long are beginning to crack. Even tonight, there is a shaking and a cracking of the dam and the river is beginning to flow. Some of you are going to go home tonight and you're going to just have a, it's like a new lease on life. You're going to be walking in joy. You're going to be, begin to respond differently. You're going to begin to even hear things differently from people. You're going to begin to laugh again. Jesus. Just thank you, God, for joy tonight. Thank you for joy tonight. Thank you for faith being released tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed we talk about faith and talk about not losing faith and how to keep your eyes on the constant focus on Jesus but maybe tonight you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life it's not been something you've done before but you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You want to serve him. You want to, you want to go to heaven. You want to be assured that you're going to go to heaven. But you want to have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked him to be your Lord and Savior. Maybe you, you've asked him before and you've drifted away. But right now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're, you're not assured. You're not sure that you're on your way to heaven. He's not the Lord of your life right now, but you want to make him the Lord of your life. If that's you on the count of three, just slip up your hand. One, two, 
three, if that's you, just slip up your hand boldly. Just slip up your hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you. God bless you. Can we all say this together? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, please forgive me for everything that I've done. I know you died on the cross for me so my sins could be forgiven. And I know you rose again so I could have eternal life. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for hearing my prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we put our hands together for Jesus? Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Alex. Let's just take hands with the person next to us as we begin to close the service. Thanks so much for coming tonight. Don't forget Sunday's Mother's Day. Amen. Don't forget to love on your mama or your spiritual mama and or grandma. Right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And a prayer again tomorrow night. I encourage you to be in there. It's going to be really powerful. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word that's gone forth tonight. And Lord, I pray that you would bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.